Hey there, Neil DiPentino here with Business Breakthrough. So glad you could join us today. Uh, our guest today is from Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. He's been in sales for a lot of years. He's an entrepreneur. He's also a growth coach, and he's got a lot of uh, great information that he's going to provide us today about everything that he's been doing over the years, and especially about his growth coach business today. Uh, welcome to the show, uh, Mr. Trevor Crunell. Trevor, welcome to the show. Thank you, Neil. I appreciate you uh, inviting me, and I'm looking forward to our discussion. Fantastic. So uh, I've looked at your uh, LinkedIn profile. Uh, I think we've talked a little bit. And uh, you've got a really great background. A lot of your uh, background over the years has been in the medical field, metal device field. Uh, but you've been in sales. You've been involved with a lot of different uh, parts of business throughout the year. Uh, I want to get into that a little bit. But before we do, can you just give us a, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and, and how you became a coach? Um, I became a coach uh, when I was getting ready to retire <clears throat> from the medical device field. And I was actually it had told my manager at that point, I said, Mark, you know, I'm looking at getting out of, of um, medical devices here. I want to do something different, but I'm not sure what. And he said, well, have you found your why? And I didn't, hadn't even been familiar at that point with Simon Sinek or, you know, finding your why. So I looked into that and discovered that I needed to, find my why. So I found my why as being to empower individuals to reach their fullest potential. And that kind of gave me some direction then as to what to look at for my next career. I call this my twilight career because I have retired from the corporate world, but still wanted to do something and to be able to do something that would fulfill my why really resonated with me. I've always liked the coaching mentoring space. Um, you know, I have good corporate and sales experience. I have a master's degree in business and management. And that just all kind of came together for me to lead me into business coaching. You know, over the years, you accumulate a lot of information. And uh, not only, you know, from, you know, the people that you learn from, the people that you're associated with, but, you know, kind of trial and error to some extent. Sometimes you do some things that work really well, sometimes not so much. And it's always been a learning experience. And I, my background is, uh, and, and my journey is very similar to yours, uh, you know, where I was at a point where, you know, now what, what's next? Do I retire? I don't golf, no. I don't fish, I don't do this, I don't do that. <laughs> so, you know, um, what else can I do? So that's how I kind of got into the podcasting space. Sounds like we have similar backgrounds and that we have a similar journey and a similar goal. So tell us a little bit more about your coaching business. So the coaching business is based on um, a framework that I use called the strategic business mindset. And this is based on around using a 90 day focusing process. So every 90 days we go through an exercise where we build out a strategic planner. And that includes some of the main highlights of it are, you know, looking at your vision and goals for the next 90 days, what you're doing with your relationships, uh, really re-evaluating where you are at that point, your reality, we call it facing your reality. And by doing this every 90 days, it keeps you on track. And overlaid with that 90-day focusing process, then we also build work that into different units of the business that we're focusing on, depending on what area you need help with, whether it be sales or marketing, leadership, uh, personnel management, um, financials, wherever we have determined you need the most help there is the area that we'll focus on kind of overlaying that 90-day focusing procedure or process. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So you, you have a great background in medical devices. So that's kind of the industry that you came from, that you grew up in, uh, that you learn and that you've, uh, you know, you've been mentoring from, is that, uh, a, uh, is that the area of, uh, that you're, you're, you're really focusing on with your, with getting new clients? It's not at all. I was done with that space. I wanted to get completely <laughs> okay. away from it. So I have not really tried to go back, uh, use any contacts there, um, and all, and also part of that too is because, you know, I'm focusing on small business owners. Um, and my, I, in my uh, corporate career, I was working with the physicians and hospitals. So it's not a, a big crossover there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So give us an example of maybe what a typical client might look like for you. A uh, typical client could be, uh, I have two right now clients that are, have handyman businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, and they have uh, five, six employees. They're doing well, but they're not to the level they want to get to. And they know that. They know that there are things they can do differently to get to the level they want to be. I mean, they're making money. They're fulfilling their needs. They're keeping their clients happy. You know, they're employing people. That part of the business, they've, they're doing okay, but they know there's another level they need to get to. And that's where I come in and help them with having this process framework where we are focusing on the things that are important to take them to the next level. So basically what you, you look at their goals and what they're trying to accomplish. And then uh, so the, the process that you use is just it's not a cookie cutter process. I mean, it's maybe a templated or a like a, a, a process, a process. Uh, mm -hmm. But you really kind of. Um, uh, customize that for each individual client. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. It's just like a framework. It gives okay, us like framework. an outline of, you know, what we should do, but then to fit in the pieces of that frame um, is going to be based on what that client needs. You know, I like to call it contextualized coaching because we take the context that the client is in and put that in the framework uh, that I use. And that's what makes it really work for them. Okay, so you you know you said you're working with a couple of handyman services right now. Um, so can you give me uh, give us a little bit of an example of maybe some of the challenges that they come across in their industry that you can help them with? Yeah, it's not uh, it's not really industry specific. Um, most of the um, the things we work on um, are just more good basic business principles and the way of running your business. So it's not industry specific at all, but in light or to answer that question, some of the things that they have been, what they have found most useful is being able to set goals and then be able to back up from those goals and set some strategies and tactics that are going to get them there. And we work together to set all this up. But then the other part of it is I help keep them accountable to it. You know, I think we all need accountability, help at, at some time. We all have these great ideas, things we want to do, we think about all the time. But to actually put them on paper, develop a plan to get there, and then have someone hold you accountable to that is how you, a lot of us are able to reach those goals. 
I like that. So I, I'm looking at taking a glance over here at your LinkedIn uh, uh, profile. Again, it said that you were a field uh, clinical engineer. So basically what you're doing is you're using engineering uh, tactics, really. So you're reverse engineering, starting with the goal first and then filling in the blanks to get to that goal, the starting point, everything in the middle and all the benchmarks and all the kind of things that it's going to take in order to be successful. Is that correct? Right. That's correct. Yeah. And that's why, you know, with my engineering background, that's why I love a process or a framework to that something, you know, works and then you plug in the numbers or you plug in, you know, what you need into that framework and you know, you're going to end up where you want to end up because this right. process framework works. Right, right. And most people, I think, getting into business. Now, are you working with a lot of startups or are these businesses that in general that have been around for a while? Generally, they've been around for at least three or four years and they're past kind of that startup phase. You know, they mm -hmm. they're they've got some things in place. They're making money, um, but they don't know how to go to the next level. And a lot of right. that happens because they're spending way too much time working in the business and not on the business. You know, they've mm -hmm. done a great job of creating a job for themselves, but not really building their business. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what we do, it helps them understand that if they want to have this a sustainable business, they have to spend more time working on it. They have to think of it right. as they're the CEO of this company. They're not the one out turning the wrench in the field every day. Now, occasionally right. they may have to, and it's good that they've done that because they'll understand it better. But to really scale, they've got to step back and work on the business. Sure, I think for anybody who's getting into business, no matter whether, whether it's a handyman, uh, anything in the service industry, restaurants, whatever the case might be, whatever the case is, there is that point where you start something, uh, you're kind of like the DIY guy, you're doing everything, you know, but there does come a point where either, um, you know, you're gonna be successful or you're, you're not, and if you're going to scale your business, if you're going to grow your business, you've got to let go of, you know, that handyman mentality. I'm sorry, that uh, DIY mentality right. and, and look for people who can help you. And that's where you come in. Yeah. Helping them. And, you know, a lot of it is it's a big mindset change for a lot of founders, people who have started from the ground up like that. So they've got to change their the way they look at how they're going to run their business. And it's it just takes help and and. Um, little incremental changes I tell them all the time we're just looking for little incremental changes but over time those are going to add up and when you start putting the processes around you in place building your team around you you know whether that be a team that you hire or a team that you contract out or you know what you can delegate whatever but you've got to start thinking about things that you can take off your plate and have others do so that you are back here building a strategy and overseeing everything Exactly. Uh, you know, it's, I, I, you read about businesses, uh, a lot of businesses go under, um, you know, pretty quickly, especially maybe like in the restaurant industry. I've got some experience in that industry. And, you know, you, uh, I think what it is, is people come get into the business with the best intentions. Uh, yeah. You know, I have you know, mama's recipe. I want to serve it to the rest of the world so they know how good mama's recipe was and blah, 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 blah. But then when they get in, they realize, well, there's food costs involved. There's, you know, rent. There's, uh, uh, you know, taxes, there's employees, there's all these different things that they really, maybe they, they, they thought about it, but they didn't realize how much of a part of their business that is. And if they don't do that correctly, they can be gone. They could be one of those statistics pretty quickly. Right. Yeah. Very quickly. 
Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit now uh, about some of the clients that you're working with right now. Can you ever give us some examples, some you know, real life examples of maybe how what you've worked with one of your clients and and to solve a specific problem, uh, maybe what the and, and what that outcome might have been. Uh, you know, the most recent one that comes to mind is one of my clients who is a um, he's got a firm that they do capital investments. Um, and they've, they're just they're growing pretty quickly, been adding new employees. And that's been a big change for them because it started off with just the two founders, you know, and now they're they're adding employees. They're great at what they do, but they have no experience working with employees, managing people and, and putting their leadership skills into play in in that manner. Um, they both they both have master's degree from um, um a um, very prestigious business school, but it hasn't translated to helping them understand how to work with their employees and manage the people. So that's one of the biggest challenges they've been facing. One of them called me the other day. Um, <clears throat> he said, you know, started just venting about one of the problem they're having with one of the employees. So I let him talk for a while and then started, you know, to try to bring him down, help him, analyze the problem and see what's causing it, what he can do about it, what he has control over, what he doesn't have control over, and what he needs to do to get past this. So it was just talking through that on the phone. <clears throat> and we'd been talking for probably 15, 20 minutes. And all of a sudden, he just stopped. And he said, you know what I just realized? That I came, I called you having a bad day, I had a bad attitude, I was upset, this is really, you know, wrecking my day, this whole problem, and I was venting, and you have taken me now to where I have a solution to this problem, I feel like my day can continue, and I know that once I put in place what we've just talked about, you know, the, the problem's going to be handled. So it's just small little things like that, those incremental the small incremental changes over time that adds up. You know, he learned from that lesson. And a lot of the things that we talked about through that process were things that we ha I had pulled in from other um, exercises we'd done in the past or, you know, training things. So that he was familiar with them, but just hadn't, didn't have the ability yet to kind of pull everything he knew together and put it in place and then focus it in the right direction. But now, you know, he'll have a better understanding of how to do that the next time. Sure. You know, I heard a uh, I was listening to a newscast this morning and I don't remember exactly where they're talking about. But there was a line that was used. I really liked it a lot. And uh, I think I'm going to use it from now on. It says you can't be a leader if you don't have followers. And here's the thing. You can't have followers if you if you're not prepared to lead them, if they don't know what their um, what their position is, what it entails, what their job is. And I think that, you know, what I've read in the past is that, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, who leave a company leave not because they're unhappy with the company, they just don't know what they're supposed to do. You know, mm -hmm. so it really starts with that leader and just understanding that, you know, they need to lead and they need to make sure that uh, they're communicating really well with their staff. And if they do that, um, I mean, Really, what you're saying that, that you just told me there is that he had the answer. It was right there at, on the tip of his finger. He just yeah. didn't realize it was there. He needed you to tell him that. Right. Well, he needed me to work him through it. Um, right. And that's right. what a lot of coaching is. Most of us have the answers. We kind of know where we need to go, how to do it. It's just putting it all the pieces together 
And a lot of times it's just saying it out loud too to someone else yeah. that yeah. does it. Uh, you know, and that's yeah. the difference between coaching. I mean, that's why I like the coaching part because I don't give advice. I don't give them the answers, but I help lead them to where they want need to go to find it themselves. And it's much more meaningful when you come up with it yourself than someone tells you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, you know, we all need coaches. I mean, I'm actually having an interview with a company here later today that um, coaches coaches. Uh, I mean, they're because everybody needs some help with something yeah. at some point in time. And, uh, and maybe it's just as simple as, you know, having that conversation like you did with your client uh, to get them back on the path that, you know, was already there waiting for yeah. them. You know, right. it just needed that person, that coach. Uh, and, and I like, too, that the whole analogy of a coaching, because I mean, you think you look at like the NFL, Bill Belichick. I mean, he's not the guy that's on the field creating, you know, uh, winning championships. He's the guy that's creating the plan. He and him and other coaches, I should say, and I'm using a sports sure. analogy. I mean, you're helping with the plan, but somebody else has got to execute that plan. And when they're executing it properly, that's when you, you know, you give them some praise. If they're not, you got to kind of correct that. And right. that's kind of what you do. Really, right? Yeah, it's that it's that outside influence. You know, you help see that. You know, because when you're the one involved in the day to day operations, you know, you we all do it. We get focused, we have these blinders on, but you don't realize maybe sometimes that the direction you're going is not the direction you should be going, or that you intended on going. Or maybe right. something externally is changing. You need to shift a little bit. And a lot of times, it takes someone with an outside perspective to help you realize that and and figure out if you do need to shift something or are you going in the right direction absolutely you know and and we can be as business owners we can a little bit be a little bit pig-headed from time to time um you know it's like um i think you have to have a little bit of an ego to start your own business in the first yep. place you know either either that or you just don't get along with anybody else so you've been kicked out of every other <laughs> <laughs> opportunity whatever the case might be but yeah you have to have that little bit of an ego and sometimes that ego that pig-headedness really will send you down a spiral that you don't want to go and and so again that's where someone like you could come in and, and, you know, you've, you've, you've got the framework, you've taught the framework. Now they have to execute that framework. And when they go off track, you're there to help them. Right. I love that. So fantastic. So we're getting kind of close to the end. Is there any like uh, parting thoughts that you would like to uh, uh, provide our audience with uh, about your business and about, you know, maybe a little bit about the, uh, uh, your, your, what you do and how that works and how they can get in contact with you. Sure. Um, well, to start off with, I'd like to say kind of piggyback off what something you just mentioned too, is that we all need coaches. Um, you know, I have a couple of coaches in different areas. I don't believe you can be a good coach if you don't have your own coaches as part of it. But also uh, if you think there's some area you need help with, find someone to help you with it, reach out to, you know, a coach, at least have a mentor you can call an accountability partner but all of those type things can help you see where your blind spots are and overcome those. So that's, right. that would be my advice is just, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to people for help, whether it right. be a coach, a mentor, an accountability partner. Um, right. and, and you think about the pricing on something like that too. I'm sorry to interrupt you, yes, but like, you know, so a lot of times people are, you know, they might be working on a little bit of a shoestring budget, don't realize that, 
you know, yeah, it might cost you a little bit of money to hire a coach like yourself or, you know, but at the end of the day, what are you losing? I mean, what kind of revenue is going down the, the toilet if, if you don't get that kind of help? Right. Right. Yeah. It, it's an investment. It's investing in yourself. Right. Um, and you got to do that. Except, so now do you, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I apologize. Now, so do you, uh, uh, you work primarily in, uh, in the Carolinas? Is that your, your, you have like a territory that you work with or do you, can anybody contact you? Yeah, anybody can. I do almost all my coaching virtually, even probably two thirds, probably about a third of my clients are actually in Charleston and I'll meet with them maybe occasionally, but uh, everyone else and most of my even local clients, we still meet on Zoom just mm -hmm. for the efficiency of it. You know, it saves everyone time. Okay. Sounds great. And, you know, before we go, I just thought of something else I wanted to ask you. Now, you are part of the um, Growth Coach Network. Can you tell us a little bit about that um, uh, before, we, before we leave? Sure. It's a, uh, yeah, a network. It's a franchise that there are, I think, about 45 of us throughout the country. And we all have the access to this framework that I've talked about, the strategic business mindset. Um, it's part of the big uh, reason I bought into the franchise model, but also it provides us a network of coaches. So we have our own coaching circles where we help each other. Um, you know, we refer to each other. If we come across someone or have a client that, you know, really needs help um, in a particular area. And we know one of our other coaches is, much more skilled in that area. You know, we refer them out to each other, but having that network um, of other coaches has been really helpful also. Awesome. Fantastic. So if our audience wants to get in contact with you to talk about coaching, get some advice, how would they go about doing that? Uh, probably the easiest way is LinkedIn. I'm the only Trevor Cornell on LinkedIn. So it should be pretty easy to find. My website is the growth coach, low country. Um, so you can Google that and, and find me the growth coach low country. So it's probably the two easiest ways. Fantastic. And we'll also have your information on the show notes after the show. So, Hey, Trevor, thank you so much for being on the show. You're a wonderful guest and we'll, we'll stay online. We'll talk a little bit offline uh, a little bit more here in just a second. Uh, but that's it for our show today. So thrilled y'all could be with us. Business breakthroughs is sponsored by Titan, uh, Titan media works. Check us out at titanmediaworks.com. That's works W O R X. And also check out all of our other great coasts on the uh, host on the small business deliver network at small businessdelivered.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.